welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Grace Assembly of God Sermon Podcast. Grace exists to help people discover a life of purpose in Jesus Christ through discipleship and serving one another. If you would like additional information, visit us online at www.graceofbelair.com. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy this week's message. Prayer Jabez is this. It says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabez, saying, because I bore him with pain. That's why she named him that. How, how many like to be, every time your mom calls your name, you remind her of pain in her life. I mean that. How would you like that tag? There goes so-and-so. You know, do you, you ever know some people when you see them, you just want to go the other way? Anyone? Oh, I, I, I expected no one from Grace would admit to that because, yeah. But there's some people, you know what I'm saying, you just, if, if you see them in the grocery store, uh, you just like, oh my goodness, let's go to the meat department. They're in the vegetable department. Let's go to the meat department. Let's beat it out of here. And so his name was Jabez. Because he reminded her of the pain. And, but Jabez, verse 10, says, Now Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, that it may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. The main idea is that God answers the prayers of honorable people when we pray for his blessings. That is a certainty from God's word that God answers the prayers of his people, of honorable people, when we pray for his blessings in our life. Because God is not a capricious God, but how many know we serve a good, good father? The default setting of God is to bless his people, his children. And there's a reason for that. He blesses us so that we can fulfill his purposes and so that we can be a blessing to others and so that we can possess the land that God has called us to. Whether it's your marriage, how many know God wants you to possess your marriage? How many know that? Yes. Whether it's your household, if God has raised you up in business so that you can possess that business, so you can be a strong witness in the community of what it means to be a righteous person and run your business in a way that honors God and honors people, no matter what it is. If God's called you to the university to get an education, He wants you to possess that thing so you can be on the dean's list. How many hear what I'm saying? He doesn't want you limping through and, you know, seeing how much you can avoid. You're there. Listen, you're paying big bucks, 30 grand a year. You better learn something while you're there. Can anyone say amen? You know what I'm saying? All right. So, yeah, this is not, <laughs> uh, okay, some of you looking, some of the parents going amen and some of the others saying, oh, you're meddling now. Move on. Okay, I'm going to move on. So here's the thing. Positioning ourselves for blessing. Jabez was more honorable. James 5.16 says this, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. 
The effective prayer of a righteous man or righteous woman can accomplish much. The King James Version says, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much with God. It means a lot with God. So Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. One of the things about being an honorable person is that we take ownership of our trespasses. How many understand that's what God's Word said? In fact, Jesus, when he prayed the Lord's Prayer, he said, he said this, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's praise and adoration, recognizing God for who he is. Thy will be done on earth, or thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, Lord, carry out your will in my life, and I'll, I'll, I'm partnering with you. And give us this day our daily bread, because we recognize without the mercy and the grace of God that all, every good and perfect gift comes from God, even the food we eat. Praise God. Amen? But then it goes on to say this, And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. To live in a state of honor means that we take ownership of those things, sins or shortcomings or trespasses against other people, instead of counting all their trespasses against us. Is there an amen in the house? Is there an ouch in the house? There needs to be some ouches, I'm telling you. There needs to be some ouches because the bait of Satan is to walk in constant offense. It'll ruin your marriage. It'll ruin the church. It'll ruin relationships with your kids, with your family. It's just the way it is. Family, I'm just saying, no one can upset other people more than family can upset other people. How many know what I'm talking We slam the door. We cut them out of our will. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. You know, and God has something better for us than walking in constant offense. And so it said that he, that, that this individual, or that James said rather, that they confess their sins one to another. Let's bring that back up if we would. James 5.16. And pray for one another so that, in other words, our relationship was right with, uh, with each other so that you may be healed. It's God wants to heal our lives, but we need to be in relationship with one another where we can pray for them. Now, here's the deal. You may not like somebody. They might aggravate you. They might get on your last nerve. The sight of them, you just wish they'd go away. They'd disappear. They'd get out of here. That's all. That, they are legitimate emotions. How many know that? But the Word of God says pray for one another. Pray for one another. Pray for one another. I heard, uh, I'm going to uh, quote later, uh, William Cooper. His name is Cowper. That's how it's, but he was a, a great, great saint in, in uh, England and, and Great Britain back in the 1700s. And he said this, I've never known anyone to scold sins away in the life of another person. <laughs> right? We pray for them. We can be honest with them. So, the righteous prayers of honorable people move God's hand. John 15, 16, and 17. And we'll read that. This is what Jesus said. 
Church, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit. Can someone say, praise God? I've been appointed and you've been appointed that you would go and bear fruit. In other words, you'll have a legacy. Your fruit would remain so that whatever you would ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. And this is, I command you, that you love one another. And so the righteous prayers of honorable people move God's hand when we ask the Lord for blessings in our life that's in accordance with God's purposes in our life, God has already ordained it and God has already appointed it, praise God, that you would bear fruit and that your fruit would remain. Now, now, we ask God for blessing in our life like Jacob that says, I will not let you go until you bless me. And indeed, blessings bring the glory to God, and they are meant to be flipped. Some, that's, that's the way it is. So let, here's, here's, um, here's, here's the deal. This is how this works. So last uh, October 31st, Halloween Eve evening, um, we, we do this big party in the park outreach, and uh, in 2018 we had, we had 800 that were there, and it was a marvelous thing. We had about 125 volunteers. We had it right in the Central Park there, and the, the mayor came and said, hey, thank you so much. Anything you want to do, I want you to know as a church, you just call my office, and you can, we'll give you this, this, this place. You have it. And uh, this year he got reelected, so I said, praise the Lord. There's someone giving us favor, right? So you remember Halloween night, what it was like. I mean, it was, it was terrible, rainy, stormy, and they're canceling all over creation. We decide we're going to have it, and we moved inside to a facility that if, if we were sardines, you could fit 250 sardines in that place. I mean, it was, but we still sold the hot dogs. It was chaotic. We had 20, 22 games are going. We're handed out candy. The Chick-fil-A wheel is spinning and the worship band is up there. And they're, you know, I mean, it was just chaotic. But we had 1,100 people and they curled around the city block. We, you all decided, all the volunteers, and we decided we're going to go for this thing anyway. And we thought, oh, with all this mess and wind, they're canceling out a hard town, how many are going to have? But, hey, why call off a good thing? Because it's not like you can do Halloween Eve next week. You know what I'm saying? There's only one Easter, you know. So, so we have it. 1,100 people show up. And as a result of that, as a result of that, um, we've had a family give their life to the Lord. There's uh, a, a, one of the, one of the uh, ladies and her child have started coming on Sunday and Wednesday night. I, I won't point them out. I don't want to embarrass, but her husband is here today, right? And it's because of that. And so I asked her, what church did you go to before? And she said, we've never been to church. See? Because someone say, praise God. Because we decided, you see what I'm saying, to go ahead with what God had for us and we position ourselves. And now, now, just listen to this. You heard Pastor Bobby say about in the youth group what happened with the presence of God. I think it's, it feels to me that they're having more guests on Wednesday night since they moved into that facility than they've, than they've had ever. Or maybe a long while, but maybe ever. That's the way it feels to me, okay? And so, but listen to this. Listen to this. So last year, we're in the middle of this building program. 
it's stretching us. We had over $200,000 in cost overrun. Some was, I mean, it's just the way it is. That's pretty normal. We go into this thing, we're stretched and went way past where it's supposed to be. But we kept taking on missionaries because God said, ask of me and I'll give you the nation. And listen, we do things for the right reasons, not the wrong reasons, because there's no shortage with God. Is there an amen in the house? We take steps of faith when God asks us to take steps of faith, not because we can see how it's done, but because the Spirit of the living God has moved in our heart. And as a church and as leadership, we've set our heart to support missionaries. We've set our heart to reach the community around us. So we've taken on as many or maybe more brand new missionaries last year at the rate of $100 to $200 a month. In the middle of this, where other people are saying, oh, we can't build because I don't want to leave our people in debt and it's too hard and I don't want to ask them about offerings. And I'm going, why, are you, why aren't you discipling people? Jesus talked more about money than he did hell. How many know that? Because it's just part, it represents who we are. And so in the middle of all this, we're doing all these things. And we hired, where's Josh Smith? Joshua Smith, by faith, okay. And then El Camino, Pastor Ricky came and he said, he said, I want to plant a church. And it came, finally came down to it. We said, we're going to bless this thing. God bless you. Go on your way. You know what I'm saying? We're in the middle of this building program and it wasn't the right time. But the Lord just spoke that go ahead and bless this thing anyway. I want to tell you, listen to this. The financial reports came in. Last year was the strongest year financially in the entire history of Grace Assembly of God. Can someone say amen? Yes, amen. When we are honorable before the Lord, God, God blesses our lives so that we can flip the blessing and bless other people. So his blessings bring glory to God and are meant to be flipped. The second thing about indeed blessings, the second thing I want to share with you, indeed blessings. Jabez said, O oh Lord, that you would bless me indeed. Indeed. That the New American Standard Bible has indeed, and, and some, uh, they say, well, why do you read that? There's other ones more popular. Well, because it's the most literal translation. That's, you know. Now, don't get caught. I just want you to read the Bible. I don't care what you read. Just read the King James, the authorized version, ESV, the NLT, the NIV. It doesn't make any difference to me. Just read the Word of God. Amen? Just read the Word of God. Get the Word of God inside of you. But the NASB, in the Hebrew, it says there are, God bless me indeed. Proverbs 10.22 says this, that it is the blessing of the Lord that make rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. What we think often is a blessing, what we want, sorrow comes along with it. How many know what I'm talking about? You want that young man, you want that young woman, you want to get married, you're pray oh God, you're praying, Lord, make it happen. I know they're not living for you. I know, the, I know all this, but God, I've got to happen. And you get it, and what happens? You're, you get bitten. Is there an amen in the house? Yes. There are sometimes, be careful what we ask for. King Hezekiah, King Hezekiah came to the end of his life and he said, Oh, oh God, please give me another 15 years. I'm not ready to die. I'm not ready to, go, to die. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. 
After that comes judgment. In other words, we stand before God. God's appointed that. Hezekiah prayed. Give me another 15 years. And and God gave him another 15 years, but he saw sorrow and misery that happened because he asked for what he thought was a blessing, but it was not a blessing that really came from God. How many understand what we're saying? See, and so I I just want to say this as as someone who who is um, not aged, not aged, but I've got a few years on some people, but not all of you. But this is God's will for your life. Blessed are those who die in the Lord. And Abraham, and it lists a bunch of them. After having a long life and they were satisfied, they fell asleep in the Lord. How many hear what I'm saying? It is a blessing. It's a blessing of God. When we've lived a life that brings glory to God, and we come to that place that God has appointed us to die, and, and we curl up our knees, and we go into the fetal position, but we fall asleep in the Lord. Our life has been lived for Him. Can someone say amen? Listen, I've been in the emergency room. I've been strapped down to a table with blood spurting out of the end of my two fingers because I cut them off with a power saw and I couldn't go anywhere and I was there for hours and I heard a man across the hall yelling, no, God, screaming, no. He was going, he was dying without hope and without God. And I'll take any day the blessings of the Lord. How about you? And I fall asleep in the Lord and God's blessings are there. That's just sort of a little freebie right now. Okay, Uh, don't. Don't, I'm not looking to die. Uh, we still got plenty of tread on the, ti- on the tire. But God's blessings are indeed blessings. It's, it's God's hand that is with us. It's Psalm 37, 16, 17 says, Better is the little of the righteous than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord sustains the righteous. How many will take that, the Lord sustaining your life? Yeah, my my mom and dad, when we were growing up, and and, uh, they were in the ministry, and my dad, uh, 89 and a half, preached last Sunday morning. My brother was off in Kenya or Africa someplace, and he asked my dad to minister, and I said, how'd it go? Dad said, they told him it went really well. He said, it doesn't come as easy as it used to. He said, well, Dad, you're 90 years old. It's not like it should come as easy. But when we were kids, we didn't have much. We had parents that loved us, and they loved God. And they loved the church. And their faith, they didn't fool around with church. I'm just telling you, they didn't fool around with church. It was a cornerstone of their life, lived out. They, we could hardly wait to get to church. We didn't think, oh, we got to go to church. We could hardly wait to get to church. And I watched them minister and love people. We didn't have a whole lot. I wanted to be a Boy Scout, and the uniform was $12, and we didn't have it. Couldn't afford it. And, and we just couldn't do it. And, and I got excited for my 12th birthday because I got, a, I got a secondhand bike that was refurbished. It was a Schwinn bike. It wasn't brand new, but that's all they could do. And my mom would cut down my dad's suit 
clothes that he had worn so often, right? And I'd have to wear, listen, 12 years old, are you serious? In junior high or middle school? When all, I would wear his cut-down suit clothes, suit pants to school. I'm telling you, all my buddies are wearing jeans and those... <laughs> And kids and all the other things. That's what I, and I was riding that secondhand bike to, to school. That's just what we did. But this is what I know about my mom and dad. They didn't have a lot, but I saw them love God. I saw them love people. I saw them bring people in their home that were, that were that, out of the cold and old, poor old uh, Joe Glenn that his, his sister came to church and her brother and one night, knocked on the bitter cold in the winter time, and he came in and he said, "Oh, brother Dross, sister Dross." He he called him that because they knew he loved them, and they, he sat down on that floor. And I still remember my mom fed him, and he drooled tobacco all over her bright, shiny hardwood floors. They never said a word. You know what I'm saying? And and I watched my mom and dad, and every night at supper time we had devotions. And they led us in prayer, and they poured out their hearts. And that's a heritage that I can live with. How about you? Praise God. That's the blessing of the Lord. It makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. They're called God's and deeds blessing. When we, when we determine what we want instead of the Lord, and by the way, the Holy Spirit knows what you need for your life. He knows what you need for your life. He's the one that when we don't know how to pray, He comes and makes intercession for us because He loves us so much. And He knows when we don't even know how to pray, He prays for us. And the Holy Spirit who comes, He knows what blessings that we need. But when we decide what we need, it's like self-medicating. I was, I was talking with someone recently. I don't know if they're, they're parents or someone, in-laws or whatever, and uh, anyway, they're, they're aged, not they're aging and aged, and they came to the place, they don't want to go to the doctor, this is the, this is the thinking, because every time I go to the doctor, he finds something wrong, therefore, if I don't go to the doctor, I'll never know there's something wrong. <laughs> like the mechanic might find... Uh, my tire's about to fall off, but if I don't, I'll just go down the road and I'll find it out myself and flip end by, to end. So instead, get on the internet and sell, start self-medicating. Oh, it's this. Oh, I got a pain there? It must be that. Pain here? Oh, it must be that. Self-medicating, and now the health has gone completely off the rails. And we can do that with the Lord, but God has blessings for us that are blessings indeed. Can someone say amen? He knows exactly what we need. His indeed blessings impact all around, and they impact the present, and they impact the future generations. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their inheritance will be forever, plays his name. Amen. Now, the, bless, the best blessing, indeed blessing, is the gift of salvation. God loves you. You're made in His image no matter who you are, no matter what your background is. His mercy, His forgiveness is for you and for me. And the free gift of salvation has been provided so we could come into the family of God. 
we could have our sins forgiven and we, come into, we can come into relationship with God where he's a personal God, not a far off. I heard the, the, the story, I, I'll repeat it. it it's, uh, my dad told me to use it last Sunday and I thought, well, it, it really sounds good. The, you've heard this, the song, uh, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Do you know that's a true, true story? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, um, 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 a man, I guess, and his wife had, uh, anyway, he went into business, and then one thing led to another. He ends up in, he ends up in prison, and uh, he, he just, just wasn't good. And he ended up in prison because of some of his misdeeds, and she would write to him, be faithful, and he'd say, don't send me any more letters. And she'd write more. And the years went by. And it got so he'd just send them back. And then it, then it came time for him to be released. And he just wrote. He said, if you can find it in your heart to forgive me. Just if you tie a ribbon around the tree, the old oak tree. And he rode into town. And there was this huge yellow ribbon. Forgiven, come home. And that's the gift of salvation. When we don't even think that God can forgive us, when we don't think that we think that we've done so much that God would never look in our direction, his forgiveness is there. Because Jesus Christ paid the price for our forgiveness. Praise his name. It's the best blessing that you could ever receive in your life. And then Jabez prayed, Oh God, would you enlarge my border? Enlarge my border. Let's, yeah, thank you, John. John's really good, isn't he? Our, in fact, our tech team's really good. Yeah. Isaiah. 54.2, the Lord says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess nations and will resettle the desolate cities. Praise God. When Jabez prayed, Enlarge my border, he was in line with the word of God. Enlarge the border. God has more for you. God has more for grace. God has more for me. But it begins when we say, Oh Lord, enlarge my heart in my relationships in the body of Christ. There's a work that God has in your heart to enlarge the borders of your heart, to tenderize your heart so that the mercies of God are new every morning, not just the knowledge, but the revelation and the experience of the ongoing work of God's Spirit in our heart. Sometimes there's a temptation as followers of Jesus Christ that we say, I got this. I got this. I know what's next. I had someone sit in my office. I had someone sit in my office. They've grown up in this thing. 
they were embittered about something. I, I don't know. Uh, well, I do know what it was, but it's, it's none of your business. That's all. <laughs> but I'll never forget, he, that individual looked at me and said, I know, I know everything about church. I know everything about the work of God. That's what he told me. Everything. I, you can't tell me anything about it. I already know it. I've been there. I've done that. And I grieved. I grieved. I hugged the man. I hug, hugged him. I told him I... Ooh. But I hugged him and I prayed for him. But it's a, it's a dangerous place where we think we've got this thing down pat. My dad said to me a couple of weeks ago, once again, practically 90 years old, he was all excited. <laughs> he said, you know, the wonderful thing about serving God, you get to learn new things all the time. I thought, oh, isn't that good? How about that? How about that? How about that? Instead of I got this down pat, I'm telling you, when we got this thing down pat, you talk about a boring, self-centered life. But, oh, God, Enlarge my heart, O oh Lord, O oh Lord, O oh Lord. That place of bitterness, is it possible, Lord, that you could turn that into a spring of life instead of being bitter? That place of offense, Lord, is it possible that you could allow me to see a bigger picture? That place of weakness and vulnerability and being intimidated, Lord, is it possible that you could make that a place of strength and a place of certain faith in you and enlarge the, my relationships in the body of Christ. We have the small groups, the connect groups, and I, want to, I just want to encourage you as your pastor today that we need each other, and we need each other more than an hour and a half or an hour and 15 minutes on Sunday morning. We need to receive from each other. And you probably have something biblically that you can add to somebody else. But I want to encourage you, you know, to go take a look over there and, and see what they're, find a place to serve. One, Wednesday nights, Wednesday nights there's Regenerate and, and we worship, we pray for each other, we study God's Word. I'm really excited about FaithLink. They're, they're studying the Bible. What a, what a, isn't that a new thing? Go and see, go and see Marilyn McAvoy's, um, a gift that she got. It, it's the version Bible, but it's in a book form. It's this big. I want to see it. I want to look through it myself. But, but go and find a place where you can connect, connect this Sunday morning is wonderful. We hear the Word of God and we worship and God touches us and God moves us. But relationally, it's mostly, hey, how are you? You know what I'm saying? But we need to walk together. So Sunday morning is about going this way. When we're in a small group together, it's about going down that way and receiving into our life. And then there's promised lands, blessings. When he prayed, enlarge my border where God has called you, you say, oh Lord, give me influence. The psalmist wrote, he said to the people of God, ask of me and I'll give you nations. 
Ask of me and I will give you nations. Ask of me in your community and I'll make you a strong presence for God. Ask of me and I will plant you in a place and I'll make you like a strong oak. But the promise that he gave to Adam, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, he gave to Noah, he gave to Abraham, to Jacob, he said, be fruitful and multiply. He said to his people in Exodus, he said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the land. Even in their slavery, God has a blessing for you and for me, even in the land of misfortune. The blessings of God are there. The Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Acts 1.8, and you shall, be, you, shall be, uh, you shall receive the Holy Spirit, the power from on high to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the outermost parts of the earth. It all has to do with the blessings in the promised land where God calls us. We can pray with a certain faith for God to answer and God to bless. We're getting, we're getting ready to plant a, 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 a church, Grace, and in Espanol. It'll be here. But it's because it, what it means is it's one, one body, but it's an expression in Espanol and Spanish for the Latino community. One heart, one purpose, one mission. The planting of the Lord that you would be an oak of righteousness. But Josh, I want to declare to you and those that will be with you, God has blessings in the promised land that are for you. Grab it by force and say, God, I will not let you go until you bless me because he wants you and this new, this new group to be strong to the glory of God. Praise his name. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's his certain faith that we have. I don't know what 2020 is going to bring. I, I've prayed, I've fasted, I didn't se- feel any sense of vision. That's the Lord let me know that's not what this fast is for. But I'm, I'm sensing, I'm sensing that it's, that, that it's along the lines of Isaiah 52 and along the lines of the prayer of Jabez. Oh God, enlarge my border. Will you bless me indeed? Lengthen the cords. Strengthen the stakes. Increase the size of the tent. The last thing I want to share with you is that Jabez prayed, God, keep me from harm. William Cooper said, God often uses the path of sorrows to lead us into the land of no sorrow. We don't understand when we go through sorrows of the land of misfortune what in this world is going on. And we often say the enemy has attacked us, and quite often that is exactly right. But we need to give the rest of the story And that's that we have victory in Jesus Christ. The land of sorrow, the paths of sorrow, leads us to the land of no sorrow. 
we really can't appreciate what it means to have a wonderful meal unless we've been desperately hungry. You know what I'm saying? What the enemy has meant for evil, planned for evil, God has meant for good. The blessings of God are, Mark Batterson says, they're an umbrella. It doesn't stop the storm. but it provides a shield, a protection around us. Oh, Lord, you are my shield. You are a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong, a righteous tower. The, the righteous run in are saved. So sometimes God uses the path of sorrow in your marriage. Your marriage, things not gone right but if you will submit that to the Lord stop talking submit it to the Lord start praying and say oh Lord did you enlarge my heart did you pray his umbrella of blessing will be there and instead of saying I'm out of here I'm headed for the exit God can do a work in your life of restoration can someone say amen your family, he can do that. Some of you know that back in 2006, it seems just a distant memory, we went through something as a church. Boy, you talk about the land of sorrow. I had people, there were people saying and probably prophesying or hoping that the church is going to close its door. We got together and we prayed. And we prayed. And what protected us, I believe, was the hand of God. It didn't change the storm. It didn't change the storm. But grace is stronger than it's ever been today, praise God. And we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We've got a generation that's coming after this generation that loves God. This thing is going to keep on going, praise the Lord, to the glory of God. And we say like Jacob, oh Lord, we won't let you go until you bless us, until you bless me. Lord, bless me indeed. And we can pray and say that in the certain hope and the certain faith of the promises of God. Praise his name. And this is how the scripture ends. It said, and God granted his request. Amen. That's the God I serve. God that grants our request. Someone say amen. That's the God I serve. Amen. No respecter of persons. No respecter of anything else. You can curse me. You can curse the church. You can say how much will you sell it for? You can spread lies. You can do whatever you want to do. But I serve a God who grants our requests and hears the prayers of his people. Praise God. Amen. Praise his name. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I'm not looking for any fight. I'm not looking for any fight.
I'm not looking and I'm not going to say what I'm going to do, but I can say what I didn't do. Some guy said he looked for a fight and he went to town looking for a fight and got whipped and went back home. I just want to thank you that you didn't go back home. We stayed for it. Can someone say praise God? Amen. And there might be, there will be opposition that comes and opposition against you and opposition against me, but we're not looking for a fight, but when it comes, we're not going to get whipped and go back home. Praise God. Amen. Praise His holy name forever. Praise God. Would you bow your heads? I want to pray this morning for you. Praise Jesus.